0: Welcome to the Hallmarkies Podcast, and we're really excited today. We're talking with another one of our holiday movie writers. And we love talking with writers. It's so much fun. And we have Wendy Stewart on who is the writer of Well Suited for Christmas, which y'all know I loved so much this year. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, Wendy, for coming on the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Really fun. Thank you so much. Yes. Uh, So what we like to do with new guests is we like to get to know you a little bit. So when you tell us a little bit about how tell us a little about yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got started writing. What inspired you to get into writing?
1: Mm, great questions. Great questions. <laughs> I kind of think my process is a little like uh, a protagonist in a script would be, right? So. <laughs> The first thing you have to ask yourself when you're writing a script is what does the lead want? Uh-huh. You know, what does the lead want? And then there has to be some kind of inciting event or some kind of something that happens that changes the trajectory of the lead's life, the protagonist's life, and sets them on a journey. So in my case, believe it or not, I was a political speechwriter. I saw and, that in your IMDb. Yes. And so let's not talk about that at Christmas. <laughs> nothing divides everyone more than talking about politics. So let's not talk yeah. about it. But I will say that uh, during that journey, I learned a lot of great things, right? Mm-hmm. I learned how to think quickly. I worked with really smart and intense and interesting people. Everything had to, be ha- had to happen, you know, right away. So there was, there was some really great things about it. Uh, but then in about 2016, I was starting to feel dissatisfied with um, the whole situation and wasn't exactly sure what I was going to do with myself and then enter the inciting event, enter the moment that that changed my trajectory, which was unfortunately, my husband got leukemia. Oh, yes and um now i will say just uh, my husband's doing great he's in remission okay. doing fantastically but i i also know that that is not everyone's experience you know and so i can feel that you know especially at christmas time for people i i feel you i um i get it um but anyway so he became sick so it, of course it changed the trajectory of my life right it changed what i wanted Um, Of course, I wanted him to be well, I wanted to be with him. um, As he started treatments and faced this, I wanted to be home to support my kids and all of those things. So I had no idea what I was going to do with myself, facing like somewhat of an unknown future, my kids were getting older, going to go to college, I thought, oh, you know, if my husband doesn't get well, I'm going to be responsible for this whole bunch of people. Um, And so... Uh, I went to work at first, ready for this, at a concrete manufacturing company. (laughs) There we go. Okay. That my very best friend in the world, she owns it. And she's like, look, I'll give you a job in the office. So here I am now working in the office. I was terrible at it. She had to fix so many things that I did wrong. I kept saying, if the IRS shows up, we're all going to jail, you know, because (laughs) of my accounting abilities. Um, So... Then I met a producer named Dawn and uh-huh. um, we met and she was kind of working her way back into the industry after some time off. And Were you I in was, California or where, where? She had, she was originally in LA. She did some uh-huh. things with Disney uh, and, but she was here. I'm from Philadelphia. Okay. Um, so she had grown up in this area and she was back at home and we met and so she's convinced me to try my hand at this. Well, you're a writer. I'm thinking, oh, you know, so you ready? I had never seen a Hallmark movie okay now uh-huh. you know it, it, one of the funniest things about this is, is you guys you have this whole subculture going on I mean you got it going on you even have merch okay oh, sure. I mean you, yeah yeah you Absolutely. got it going on I mean <laughs> it is a thing and I will say that I admire over the years how it's becoming so much more mainstream like people know about it now you know yeah yeah but there yeah. was a time you know well this was the fall of 2019 so people uh-huh. didn't know but it you know, I had never seen a homework movie. So she says to me, Wendy, she says, watch, watch one. Mm-hmm. So here, here's my first mistake. Here's- and you
0: had never written like a screenplay or anything like that. That's what amazes me. So, cause I, I thought about writing screenplays, but I've, cause I have a lot of ideas, but it's just like getting that first hurdle of like knowing how to write the banter and knowing how yeah. to like, that yeah. seems like that would be really hard
1: yeah well i think that there's uh, there's an interesting uh kind of learning curve to it i think that there's a format learning curve Uh which is easy to learn right that's just you know either getting a guide or or someone to teach you and that kind of so you learn that piece of it and then there's a creative part of it too that uh understanding human beings understanding how they operate and then somehow being able to get that on paper right so My biggest mistake was though, I sat down in the middle of the afternoon in November to watch my first Hallmark movie. So that means it wasn't a new one. It wasn't a premiere. (laughs) It was, I was just going to sit down and watch Uh it. I did learn, well, honestly, I was like, I mean, I watched it and I was like, I honestly thought this can't, this can't be real. You know, um, that, you know, it, that this is a whole brand, like this is a whole industry. Oh, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, do, I did learn later. Do you remember that. which one it was? No, I, I'm not telling that oh, okay. I, I told myself because I thought if I tell this story, I am not going to say which one it was. <laughs> But listen, I I have heard all of you and your colleagues, there are some you really like, and there are some you just don't like. And I learned later that I sadly had turned one on that was maybe not the best example. Uh, And I thought to myself, oh, Lord, you know, I I just, you know. Yeah. But by this yeah. point, I thought, well, you know what? What are my options? Let me let me give it a try. Yeah. And so my partner, And it's
0: just, with- it, 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 I have no problem with any people. It's just particular yeah. tastes. You know, everybody. Yeah, I'm sure right. lots of people love those riders, riding. Right. Just not for me. Uh, well, but let me just. Let for me the most part, up. I am a champion of the riders. Uh, but uh, but yeah, there are uh, certain ones that tend to to work for me better
1: than others. Right. Well, let me stick up for writers one second, too, here. I have to, in solidarity for my people, because um, there's a lot of things that can happen to a script after it leaves your hands. Yeah, no, that's, there, that's very true, and it's true. It, there's a lot of things that can happen, and it can sometimes be almost unrecognizable by the time you yeah. see, it, you know, and you're like, ah, you know, <laughs> kind of a thing. And um, I, I,
0: I, feel really proud of the fact. I feel like our podcast has really helped uh, celebrate the writers. I love. We've her. had uh, the very first interview that we ever had was with Nina Wyman, who's an incredible writer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, that's something I've always tried to kind of get people to understand the, the the writers and the writing process and yeah uh and whether it's we've had novelists and screenwriters and yeah um, and uh, so yeah it's i feel like as a uh as a like community of fans the hallmark hallmarkies are very aware of the writers in a way that other communities of fans aren't yeah i mean unless you're talking about like aaron sorkin or you know yeah. the yeah, they know. Like that. Yeah, people know yeah.
1: where it comes from. Yeah. You know, because in many ways, you know, I always say we're not the face of a movie, but in a lot of ways, we're the heart of it in mm-hmm. many ways. You know, we and, you know, we go from the idea, we have the idea, and then we put the words on paper. Um, and so, you know, well, let's be honest without us, yeah. nobody works. Right. So, yeah. yeah, you know, so yeah.
2: We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. From the writer of such Hallmark Channel hits as Hitched for the Holidays and Lights, Camera, Christmas, and last year's award-winning rom-com novel, The Last Birthday Party, comes the acclaimed family drama, The Mother I Never Had. It's the moving and powerful
0: story of L.A. landscape designer Nate Cronin, whose father dies, leaving Nate an orphan at 30 years old.
2: But when the provocative and mysterious Amy enters Nate's life soon after, it sends him on a devastating journey to unravel the truth about his past.
0: The Mother I Never Had, which Town & Country Magazine named one of the must-read books of fall 2022.
2: It's a novel that asks readers to consider what they would do if they found themselves faced with a parent they never knew existed, and if they could accept the secrets and lies that kept them away for a lifetime.
0: The Mother I Never Had is available through all local and online bookstores and there's a special Christmas sale Uh, Kindle copies 20% off through January 2nd on Amazon.com only.
2: Be sure to use our affiliate link in the description below.
0: A a movie I think you should watch that might be a good inspiration for a rom-com is the movie, have you ever seen the movie Speechless? I have it. It's with Michael Keaton, Gina Davis. They both play uh, they both play political
1: speech, uh, speech
0: writers, but on yeah. opposite sides.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I would like that. And
0: it's, it's, I think very underrated. It's yeah. a lot of fun. And, yeah. uh, and I think that you could take the bones from that movie and do a fun
1: hallmark movie do something create something yeah fun. yeah yeah you should, you well i think that, that you know hallmark lifetime they so they're they are having some success right now i think that like three wise men and a baby for instance yes crazy successful fun mm-hmm. you know people loved it so i think that there is a niche right here to kind of create something um you know, to make it Christmassy or something from something that people loved before. There's an yeah. opportunity there. Yeah.
0: yeah. 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 It could be like yeah.
1: the, the Christmas candidate or something like that. Yeah. There that you go. Yeah. Let's talk offline.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, how did you then go? So, you, you get started on this process, you watch your first Hallmark movie. Then, uh, how did you go from that process to actually having not only one, but multiple movies in 2021?
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, I was very fortunate. The partnership between Dawn and I worked well. um, And I started to learn. I started to figure it out. Now, I will say something. I did hear, I did watch your interview with Mercedes, um, who stars in Well Suited. And first of all, I think she shines. She was so good. I love her so much. I mean, she's just fantastic, right? But I died when you said to her, You know, you talked about me and my writing. And then you said, you know, I just didn't really care for her other movies. And I, oh, I loved it though. I cracked up. I laughed so hard. That's fair. I was learning. I'm still learning. It's it's all a curve, you know, kind of a thing. Oh, I laughed so hard. I loved
0: it. Um, You're a good sport.
1: No, no, I loved it. It Maybe not because, you know, it's again, it's a matter of taste. It's a matter of, you know, so I, you know, my I'm on a learning curve. Uh, I think I'm getting better. Um, and so I'm trying to, um, you know, I don't want to reinvent the wheel. This is a brand and people love it the way that mm-hmm. it is, you know? And so that's, that's not my goal, but I think that there's some room to explore some like G-rated heat, for instance, or so, you know, there's some room for some of this stuff. And so I'm kind of, figuring that out for myself and what my place is. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, and we talked about that in that interview with Mercedes that, I mean, well suited for Christmas have four kisses, which is very unusual, and uh, and we'll dive more into it. But yeah, I do think in some ways it did reinvent the wheel. I mean, I had no expectations when I you know sat down. And I was like, oh, this looks like an ac- an acquisition, you know, not made by Lifetime, right, right. And, and I don't know any of these people, and uh, so you know, I, and then I was just like wow this was so Aww. good i absolutely loved it i mean Thank i've been you. singing its praises all season long Thank and you. uh and uh i just i thought you did such a great job in writing this movie there were so many swoon worthy scenes uh like uh, uh we'll, we'll dive into but uh, but I, they had such great chemistry and uh, they're just—they did such a good job of just building and building their relationship, and not being afraid to make it like a grown-up relationship, like a real relationship. And uh, I don't know—I just—I thought it, both characters were very well written. They were very well done, uh, and uh, and so yeah, I—I I, if 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 it took those other movies to get to this movie, I say. <laughs> I'm for it. I'm all for oh, it. Thank you. Yeah. Because it was, it was so good. I yeah.
1: loved it. Yeah. No, you know, I, I feel like though, you know, last year I had maps and mistletoe on um, Lifetime. Yeah. I love Ronnie R- Rowe Jr. Yeah, so cute. Oh, uh, I and you know what? As a person, I think he's sort of fantastic, um, and um, and Umberly too. You know, Umberly mm-hmm. is um, she's a rising star. She's doing her thing, um, and I thought you know they filmed in winter. You know, they're sledding down this massive hill, getting injured. You know those <laughs> kinds of things. So I think yeah. that there were you know some um, some really good moments in that. Um, Well suited for Christmas. Um, Now, normally, I don't get to see the dailies, you know what they shoot that day. Uh In Well suited for Christmas, I did get to see some of the dailies. First of all, let me just shout out to Michelle Ouellette too, the director of Well suited for Christmas. I saw one day of dailies and I reached out to her and I said, uh, well, first of all, you know what scene it was? It was the scene where she's tired and he's walking her home. Oh,
0: I love and, that scene. Yes, that <laughs> was
1: their first scene. And it was at night and it was freezing. They had so not met. Good. So they just met and they have to, you know, lock lips and yeah. it's super cold and everything. But I watched those dailies and I was like, oh, I was like, I think we're onto something here. Yeah. Um, I just was like, wow, both of them. And And Michelle and the choices that she makes are just fantastic she's she's again she's one of those people that cares about things that matter um Mm -hmm. and so I really um I really appreciated everything she did too yeah yeah I
0: definitely want to talk to her one of these days oh great
1: how did you get the idea for this movie Well, you know, I did hear you and Mercedes talk about how it wasn't originally a Christmas movie. That's not true. It was always a Christmas movie. And Ah. one day I was having a brainstorm session with myself. And one of the things, don't laugh. One of the things that I like to do when I'm trying to think of ideas and is I read idioms. I just read idioms. And Uh I know that sounds really silly, but you know, you have to like jog the creative process, that kind of thing. Some days, some days, you know, you sit and you get one paragraph on the page, and some days you can't type fast enough, right? So I knew that some deadlines were coming up and I was reading idioms and I read the idiom well suited to be well suited. And I was like, well suited suit men's suits well suited well suited for Christmas. a fashion designer I mean that's literally how it happened um that there was you know it, it came from reading an idiom it doesn't always happen that way uh-huh. uh, this time it did I was sitting in my living room um reading idioms and that's kind of how this one started Um, But then it started to really gain some momentum uh, inside me as I thought about it and tried to figure it out because I didn't want it to have the normal, um, you know, everything turns up roses all the time. I didn't want it to have that. I mean, it does turn up roses, obviously, in the end, they, they stay together. They are together. But I wanted it to have some real obstacles, and I also wanted it to... Not be whatever, not work itself out the way everybody thought it was going to work itself out. Right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and I also wanted Rachel in the movie to be, um, I wanted her to be ambitious and motivated and smart and to think of solutions on her own. Right. And yeah. so that's kind of, that's kind of how it started. Uh so did you work in the Colombian elements after Mercedes was cast or was that Bolivian Bolivian Mercedes was Bolivian oh, okay yeah, originally yeah. the character, yeah. And so when she was cast and we got to talk about it and um she shared a lot of the cultural things, you know, with me, which was fantastic, right? Yeah, but like it added it, a lot. I also in all my movies I put in people that I really know. So for instance, her business partner, Dhruvi Patel, is a friend of mine that I went on vacation with last year. She's a real person, she's fantastic, she's smart and she's fun and she's all these things. And Demario uh, is actually based on a friend of mine named Demario Tatum and his wife, Davicia. And so they're, they're real people, right? So Brett Stone, how this whole crazy thing got started, Brett Stone is my cable guy. <laughs> Brett Stone is my variety guy. You're, t- you're a cable guy. My yeah. right. cable guy. I put my plumber <laughs> in a movie last year too, Philippe. His name's Phil. I made him Philippe and put him in a royal movie. Uh, but yeah, he he came during COVID when, when COVID happened, of course, um, the schools were shut down everything. So all of my kids came home from college or or wherever they were. Yeah. And suddenly we had six people in the house again and we needed some help. Right. Uh So I was working on this movie and Brett stone came over to help with the cable. And I said to him, you know, Brett, you're real, you have a, you have a hallmark name. That's what I told him. I said, Brett stone, Brett stone. And, uh, (laughs) But when I named her Rachel Roca, I thought Roca and stone, rock and stone. It doesn't mean we're hard or immovable. It means we always have a firm place Uh to
2: stand. Yeah. So
1: that's kind of how that whole thing happened.
0: Oh, that's funny. That's really funny. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon.
2: Do you love Hallmarkies podcast, especially at Christmas?
0: Do you enjoy the
2: holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round.
0: But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family.
2: Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year.
0: We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films.
2: As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So
0: this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it.
2: Go to Patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more.
0: That's Patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. have been thrilled with Franco and Mar- Mercedes. I mean, what a perfect casting
1: Absolutely. for this movie. I could not have been happier, and a lot depends on that, you know. Yeah, uh, a lot. Yeah, de- yeah. You, I mean, you watch them all, right? And so you get it. You, you <laughs> by the way, let me just take a second here to say you're really good at what you do. Thank you. And yeah, and it's fun, and and I mean, now that I'm aware of this whole subculture, and now that I've watched a few of your interviews, and they're fun, and they're they're smart. They're just anyway, you're good at it. Well, thank so, you. So, um, yeah so yeah i was so thrilled i told you i saw that first the first night of dailies and i thought to myself okay we are we're on to something i just knew it i just knew it the way that he kissed her the way that he held her face you know and just kept i thought we're on to something you know he is just that hair the hair alone (laughs) My mother, my mother was like the hair, the hair. (laughs) Well, and she was so good too.
0: I mean, she's a very talented actress. She's a rising star.
1: uh, There's no doubt about it. Definitely. Mm
0: -hmm. And when I loved how like forward she was with everything. That she just was like, this is what I want, and I'm going for it in the relationship, and that really worked so well, especially with somebody that's so attractive.
1: <laughs> yes. yes, She was assertive, which is yeah. what I wanted her to be. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. we, I think women, you know, well, yeah, so she was assertive. She went yeah. for it.
0: I liked it. Yeah. Well, and this really felt like two people falling in love and, and, in a relationship that would actually kind of maybe happen uh, that because a lot of times in these movies, you have it all waiting till that last 30 seconds so you finally get a kiss and oh they're gonna be together and, and that's fine I love that too but uh but this was just so I don't know just so this was just so much fun to see them like actually building their relationship like I loved the scene where uh they, she's doing the fitting and uh yeah. it, he says that I, fi- I find you're completely irresistible oh yeah and you can see she's just like
1: looking up at him and like trying to do the fitting yeah like. yeah so great right <laughs> okay. like you know I, I can remember when we I was working on the script and and i kept throwing in that she still didn't get his measurements still because <laughs> i wanted that i wanted the heat of that moment yes. but it happened too early You know, it wasn't going to work. So she looked a little. Oh, I still didn't get his measurements. I saw him like, no, no, it's not time yet. It's not time yet. You know, we we got him. We got to build to that moment. And so, payoff, I thought was great. She was so fantastic. When he says, you know, I find her completely irresistible, and she turns and looks at him like this, (laughs) and then all she realizes that the measuring tape's around her neck. You know that she's been hunting for. Like, oh, so good just done perfectly so good uh timing excellent her timing yeah. so good um yeah i agree i agree the that scene was good
0: and it would have been really easy the kiss in the in the kitchen it would have been really easy to make that scene a near kiss but i was really glad that you didn't because i think it it added more tension cuz here's this thing that's happened that they can't yeah. talk themselves out of you know that yeah. this is like so then they have to deal with it and uh it was it was really good and uh, and you also did a good job i think of developing both of their characters so he wasn't just kind of a a hot hunk which he is of course but uh, but developing his character about growing up in foster care and why yeah. he wears black and and uh, what what his insecurities are. And I, I just thought that was really good. And his relationship with Sloan, his relationship with DeMario, uh, it, you really knew this man.
1: Well, by... he had some depth. He had some yeah. depth, to him, right? And, but yes. you needed Sloan and DeMario to help you understand him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you needed those two characters to help you understand where Brett was coming from, yeah. um, and how you know, even though he kind of had this persona with other people, you would see him with Sloane and Demario and think, oh yeah, there. And and yeah. she begins to see it too. He's a completely different person with Demario or whatever. Yeah. So you really needed them to soften him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so then when the story gets published and he accuses her, like you know, and he knows immediately that he shouldn't have done that, and we right. know, but we've right. gotten to care for him as a character, and so it just it works.
1: Yeah. And yeah. I think too, like when people have been through trauma or a hard situation, sometimes mm-hmm. they impulsively react if they're yeah. not complete, you know, they just do. I've done it. Well, you he know?
0: says that in the, in the, when they're dancing, he's like, you just have to, I'm trying uh, to extricate uh, I, myself Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> from my well-spun public. I'm rescuing, I'm trying to rescue myself. And what he's basically saying is, I reacted and I shouldn't have. And yeah, that kind of a thing. And that I think that everyone can really understand. I've, I've done it, you know, I yeah. say something or do something oh. that, you know, instantly in the moment I think, ah, why did I do that? You know, yeah. but I do it. And so, yeah, I, um, yeah, I did like that about him that he could then come back and admit it.
0: When you were writing the, maybe I just like looking at you scene, which is brilliant. I absolutely love that scene. Did you, you, were you conscious of the fact that like this kind of scene doesn't happen very much in these movies?
1: Yeah, well, you know, they, I don't. Okay, so thankfully, I don't really know what happens too much yeah. in these movies. And that has really been helpful to me. Yeah, I think that I, would Yeah, it's been helpful to me because I kind of just go for it. I kind of just whatever. And um. so, yeah, when I was writing that scene, I just wanted it to be like, when she walked away and she turned around and he said, I'm still here. You know, like I, ha- I- I'm still here. Yeah. And so this independent, assertive woman that we're talking yes. about, build her own fashion house, all of these things. Here's this moment where she has to kind of either believe or understand that There is someone who won't underestimate her, but will keep looking out for her. And so when he says, I'm still here, that was the moment for me to kind of launch that whole scene, Mm -hmm. you know, or when she says, oh, you plan to kiss me? And he says, often, you know, he's telling her this is happening, you know, this is happening. So, yeah, I kind of wanted it to be like what mature people would be. You yeah. know, you go be who you are, create and do and grow and learn and all of those things. And I'm your biggest cheerleader.
0: Yeah, it was a perfect scene of romantic comedy writing. I I really do. I, I thought it was brilliant. And and then it allowed her to then say, Maybe I'm not too tired for that yeah. kiss. It
1: yeah, so yeah. And you're <laughs> like, she's feeling it too. <laughs> right? So yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and then when she comes back into her uh her Room, her apartment and you can see her like it oh was
1: I'm done for.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She has
1: to admit to herself first, right? Yeah. Before she tells anybody else, she has to say to herself, I'm done for. You know, I'm just I'm falling. Yeah, yeah, it
0: was so good.
1: I and I also I loved her parents in the movie.
0: I thought that they were great and uh, the both their relationship with her and how they see that she's fallen for this guy and then their relationship with him as well, yeah. and like what the dad does in like is totally understandable because he feels like he is defending yes. Brett to these reporter. Gets
1: people. his back up.
0: Yep. Yeah, and he's saying you don't know what you're talking about, but it kind of gets them going and gets them researching, and uh, and so. Like the conflict, I thought was was well done in this, uh, and because uh, sometimes the conflict can be a little annoying to me, and it also can feel a little bit rushed because they have mm-hmm. to kind of, in these movies, they have to introduce the conflict, but but they have to resolve it pretty quickly because that's just the the nature of the beast. But I thought that this was was well done. That uh, that uh, as understandable what the dad did, it was understandable that he got upset about it. Uh, that Brett got upset about it. And, uh, and then I thought it was resolved, you know, well, so I don't know, it just, it just works.
1: Thank you. And I have to give a shout out to uh, one of the great things about Lifetime um, is that it's a developmental collaboration lots of times. And so I originally, I originally had, uh, not that you saw it on screen, but I originally had it that Rachel had told her parents what Brett had told her about being a foster child, okay? Mm -hmm. And that then the father defends um, him to the the journalist and the photographer. And it was Brittany, who's an exec at Lifetime, who said to me, I don't think she'd tell her parents. I think she would keep that to herself. And Mm -hmm. so I had only seen it one way and I was trying to work on how, and she goes, what if he drives DiMario over and Demario tells him, and then, and I was like, oh, it was one of those moments. See, sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees when you're writing something. I think other writers would tell you that too, that you get you get lost in your own idea sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah. And so the collaborative nature of Lifetime is something I absolutely love. Yeah. <clears throat> so you so were that, working that with- moment is, is, is all Brittany. So you were working with
0: Lifetime from the beginning for this with this movie this wasn't an acquisition
1: then yeah well uh, i think it was a little bit of an unusual situation um, okay in that yeah and there's a story behind that that i won't (laughs) go completely into but but yes um i'm i'm extremely fortunate that um I can collaborate directly with lifetime and find out what you know they're interested in it, interested in what i'm thinking about normally i start with just pages of rambling um that i just get these ideas on paper because they're happening so fast if you were at my home right now you would see little teeny scraps of paper everywhere that i write <laughs> something down and i leave it and then i go around and collect it because like see something, or I hear something, or I think something, I think, oh, that's an idea. Oh, that's a good idea. And I kind of finally bring all the pieces of paper together and try to create something that makes sense. So that's, that's kind of how it starts for me. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That
0: makes sense. Uh, and yeah, so I, I just really, I liked the relationship between her and her parents and then, and then it just was really sweet. The relationship between, uh, between him and her parents, you know, and, and he, uh, the dad, calls him son, and uh, he says, the dad says, if you want to see the rainbow, you have to face the storm. Right. Like all of that really worked. I thought, well, especially for yeah. somebody that's in fo- that's been out of foster care, that really needs that paternal character in his life. Uh, yeah. It it felt meaningful uh, to Thank me you. that relationship, and uh, it, it it I thought it really worked.
1: Well, going back to talking about what a character wants, you know, what does he really want? He does want a family, yeah. you know, he needs one. Anyway, mm-hmm. he wants one. And of course at the end, he he gets it. He has to fight for it a little bit there. You know, yeah. like he talks about moving a mountain because, you know, he really <laughs> messed up. And, yeah. you know, we already know about her that she's smart and assertive and all these things. So it's not gonna be a simple, I'm sorry. Okay, I forgive you, it's all over. It's not gonna be that because she says, I more. don't know if this can be fixed. Right? Yeah. You know, she's like, he doesn't trust me. Yeah. And he
0: says to the dad, he says, I'm very fond of your daughter. And then he says, I'm pretty sure she's falling for you. Mm-hmm. So that was so sweet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies March Store.
2: Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life?
0: What about getting that t shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party?
2: now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store.
0: Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Walmart Comics, and more.
2: You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more.
0: And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny,
2: and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love.
0: There are frequent sales. So go to teapublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description.
2: That's teapublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies.
0: So love the scene where he brings her Chinese food or brings her dinner. And they were like surrounded by so many Christmas trees.
1: And the candles, yeah. the real candles, I thought were so great there because that doesn't usually happen. Yeah. But the real candles created this yeah. whole flickering thing happen. And in my, in my opinion that, you know, you have your favorite or whatever, but in my, I, that was probably my favorite scene. And -hmm. the reason was, was is she says, you're not my model. You're not an -hmm. ordinary man or you're not a regular guy, whatever she, I can't remember exactly. But, and that's where we see that she's really completely thought of a solution for both of them because he has a legitimate thing that he's worried about. He wants them people to think about the kids. He doesn't want them to think about what he's wearing. And she has all her whole future you know, on this, whatever he wears so that she can get her line into this, this store. So she comes up with something that really satisfies them both. And that's where I really love her there because oh, yeah. she is just saying, and she just comes out and says, you're not my model. And he's like, you know, I beg your pardon or whatever. He's yeah, he's doing.
0: like, this is the best rejection
1: I could ever receive." <laughs> yes, yeah, yes, yes. That's the greatest rejection I've ever gotten, you know? And it tests him a little bit to uh, trusting her because he says, well, I told you I'd wear whatever you want. And, you know, and the, the, other, the other scene, I think that scene I loved and the other scene that I loved is when... He tries on the first tuxedo in her home, mm-hmm. the flower jet, and she's fitting and he's standing there, like, oh dear God, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> yeah. And she's pulling on the sleeves and everything. She's and like, he's just kissed her. You know, he's just kissed her, right? Yeah, and so yeah, he's like, yeah. I really like this girl. There's this between us. He's just kissed her. And she says, I hate it. And he's like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> he doesn't know what he's gonna do. Yeah. I kind of have an affinity for that. Yeah, moment that's too. a
0: really good scene. I, I
1: had an affinity for that moment and the Chinese food. I, I, I liked that moment yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. So good. So good.
0: Uh, and so then he buys himself at the auction. Was there a scene taken out
1: of that? Okay. Oh, I, I'm so glad you asked me this question because <laughs> so many people, I mean, not just even on social media, but my own family's like, wait, why didn't we see him get auctioned? Why didn't we see that all happen? Yeah. So two things kind of happened that somehow got adjusted. Um, I think for time, perhaps mm-hmm. it was for time. I don't know. One was he was supposed to continue to stand at the end of the runway. So one one of the things I think that kind of went wrong there at the end. <clears throat> excuse me. Was after he walk to the end of the runway he was supposed to stay there and have that look with her instead he started to walk away and turned and looked at her and it was kind of like wait a minute what about the bidding right so if he had stood at the end of the runway and stayed there and then it kind of faded we would have been like okay they just didn't show the bidding but then somehow Mercedes line got changed to I heard you went for quite a price that Sloan I mean um Sybil Neal said it was the highest for any bachelor and I thought well why did that get changed it should have been I see you went for or wow you went for quite a price as if she had witnessed it Mm -hmm. and so those things those two and you know people people So was there a scene
0: originally an auction scene that got cut or no
1: Well, there was originally, originally in the long script that I first wrote, but it had gotten cut early. So it wasn't the director's cut. It wasn't the director's cut. It had gotten cut early for time. So, um, yeah, so, and you know, I'm learning now, Boy, people are paying attention because in the beginning of (laughs) this movie too, apparently Droovy picks up a phone case, but there's no phone in it, which I still haven't really recognized. But people are like, oh, where's the phone? I see you just got, and I'm like, wow people are really paying attention, which I love. I love That's that.
0: true. Yeah. We've, we've educated our, uh, our audience well.
1: <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know if you're a blessing <laughs> or a curse in some ways, because let me tell you, these people are looking for certain things and they know if it's not there, it's, it's, yes. uh, yeah. I like that though. I, I like it. Yeah.
0: Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it, what a great line when he says, "There's only one woman in this room I want to go on a date with." Oh, oh,
1: yeah, so good. I loved that he bought. Brilliant. Himself. I Brilliant. loved that he bought himself. That he yeah. had told Sloan so, so he had made the arrangements. Sloan, you just bid until you buy me. Because yeah. there's only one woman that I want to go on a date with, you know, and, and, um, it was great. Yeah. I, I did love that. I also kind of liked that, um, she worked it out that Demario, the money went to his tuition. And I love, yeah, that was when, cute too. Yeah, I loved yeah. when, uh, Brett says to him, So what are you going to do if one of these women actually buys a date with you, you know, when <laughs> he's talking to Demario. Demario says, Oh, I thought you knew, you know, that she had made this deal, but, yeah i i I thought that that kind of worked well because it would have been totally inappropriate for him to be at a bachelor auction obviously right because he's so young yeah yeah yeah
0: but uh the the whole when she says they're dancing and she says you're gonna have to trust me and uh he says you know i'm just learning to how to extricate myself from these situations and i know what extricate means i mean yes. it's it great writing i mean thank really you. there's no other way to say it great writing you just did thank a great you. job with this
1: thank movie you so much thank you
0: and uh and then he says uh, can i pick she says can i pick the suit that you wear to the day and she says you can choose every suit i ever wear again oh <laughs> yes, yeah. so good
1: Yeah, so I have a friend named Kevin who uh, was texting me during the movie. He's uh, my son's baseball, old baseball coach, believe it or not. And he was texting me and he thought she was, you know, she was really, you know, and he's like, in the middle of the movie, he says, she can choose any suit for me, you know, (laughs) he texts me, she can choose all my suits. And I was just like, wait for it, wait for it, you know because yes. that's coming full circle that's coming full
0: circle yes yes and so then they have a kiss dancing and then they have a final kiss at the end which i thought was really cute the way she was just kind of like eh. yeah yeah she's like, adorable
1: ah, I won. Yeah, she was great <laughs> she was great
0: yeah uh so you. It, it's uh, it was it's still my favorite of the season uh and i've seen over 100 movies this season i i just i loved it and everybody i've recommended it to has watched it has has really enjoyed it as well uh so i just uh it just had it all of what you would want in one of these movies and felt fresh and exciting and uh great chemistry and uh and really good writing. So thank you. There I you actually go. think
1: you've given it a little bit of a second life because I think it's doing well. Um on, that's good. I, yeah, and you have kind of done that. So let me thank you because you've uh yeah, you really have just, well, just given me personally a boost, but you've given the movie a boost too. And I appreciate good. it.
0: Well, very good. Um, all right. Well, I guess we should maybe mention record record record-breaking Christmas real quick. Yes. Uh, we can't dive into as much, but it was cute too. Uh, and, uh, I enjoy talking to Michelle and, uh, and, uh, so that was, how did you come up with the idea for that?
1: Um, actually one of my children was telling me about a record that someone had broken. That was some crazy thing. And Uh I was thinking about that. I thought, I wonder if there are Christmas specific records that people try to break. And and I, you know, I don't I know we don't have a lot of time, but there are crazy records. Like there's actually a record where people have tried to hold up their Christmas tree with their tongue for the longest amount of time. That's a wow. thing. Okay, that's a thing. <laughs> um, there really is an works that nine- in because
0: uh because Michelle has like the super I don't know if you watched that interview, but yeah. she has like the super big tongue.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know that fat tongue she showed, that was hilarious and cute. And I I love that. That she's so cute. She's funny. so great. But like there really is a woman in Detroit who has an 89-year-old fruitcake that is in the Guinness Book of World Records. I mean, you know, and I even wrote in the script, it should look really unappealing, you know, a 91 year old fruitcake. (laughs) So I kind of did some research on people and, you know, there's, there's a, there's an actual record for the most people making snow angels at the same time. And it's from North Dakota or something. So there's all these crazy things. And I thought, well, you know, there hasn't been a movie that thought about this. And also I really thought that the idea of a world record adjudicator was an interesting idea. And then the idea that she adjudicates Christmas so she doesn't have to celebrate it because it's hard. Right. You know, and she's got these parents, and if she spends time with one and she feels like she's a, so she just works, she just adjudicates Mm -hmm. Christmas. So that's kind of what I had when I thought, when I got that idea in my head, that's where it kind of launched from there.
0: And it was fun. I enjoyed it. I tell you, I think the biggest takeaway though, from this movie, I mean, I like Michelle. She was a lot of fun, but Andrew Bruchel, I think he is going to be a big star. A revelation. He, he was a yeah.
1: revelation. I he, thought in this.
0: It's both he's in that, and then he's in another one movie this season, which was actually really funny. It's called, I didn't all, I didn't want for Christmas. I just, have
1: that on my list. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You should watch yes. it. It was really funny. Yes, And he's super charming in that as well. I think that he has huge potential and if if, uh, I mean, Lifetime should keep working with him. And I think Hallmark needs to pay attention to this guy. So he believable. was great. That's
1: what I felt about him. So yeah, believable. Yeah. You just believed him. You believed mm-hmm. what he said, which was great. And yeah. I-, I loved when he said to her, you know, believe major life revelations go down better with cookies you know yeah, I mean you know a major line. life you know and he just delivered it perfectly because yeah so I and I did and the and, and the other thing too is you nothing sexier than a man doing housework you know is this he had come from this life and he you know this important job and now he was having an important life but that important life was also taking out the trash yeah. and doing the dishes those kinds humble. of things humble humble life but he did it he you know there was a motive behind why he did it and um you know and he was making the best of the situation yeah, yeah.
0: if they were going to ask me for somebody i would recommend i would say him he was yeah, he's a cutie. he was he was great really uh, all right well we have our our fun holiday questions yep, yep, we're going to ask you okay first question what's yep. your favorite holiday drink
1: Oh goodness. Um, I'm probably like, uh, I'm just a hot tea girl. I know that that sounds awful Mm -hmm. and not necessarily, uh, uh, but my family's originally Canadian. So Mm -hmm. everything was cup of tea, cup of tea, you know, kind of a thing. So yeah. uh, yeah, And they always put milk. I'm a lemon, honey, whatever, Mm -hmm. but I'm just a hot tea, plain old hot tea girl. I think sounds good. Okay. What is your favorite holiday cookie or treat? Well, this is going to shock you. I do not like chocolate. Uh-huh. I never like chocolate. I'll eat anything <laughs> but chocolate and lima beans. Those two things for some reason do not suit me. <laughs> so, I'm going to have to go with something like bread pudding. Oh, uh, like, okay. Yeah, like, you yeah. know, yeah, good bread pudding with a good glaze on it or yeah. Oh, sounds
0: good. Okay. okay. What is your favorite Christmas song or carol? Um,
1: probably Silent Night. Yeah. I grew up okay, in the good. church. I think that the spiritual carols really mean a lot to me, you know, yeah. really mean yeah a lot to me at the at Christmas time.
0: Yeah. You know, that Silent Night was originally written on for the guitar.
1: Yes. I actually did know that. I think yeah. I did know that now that you say it, <laughs> I've been a while since I've thought about it, but I think I yeah. did
2: know that. Yeah.
0: Yes. What is your favorite Christmas movie? Classic Christmas movie. Wow.
1: Okay. You ready? I'm going to have to go with Die Hard.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: I know that there's a lot of debate about yes. whether Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but I saw the best meme the other day and it was the picture of, um, who's the actor that played Snape? Um, Alan Rickman. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know when he's yeah. falling from the tower and yeah. he's like, oh, and it says, this should be the end of Love Actually. <laughs> Remember he did that terrible thing to Emma Thompson? Yes, this should have been the end of his character in Love Actually, throwing him off the tower. So yeah, so uh, I'm going to go with Die Hard. I'm I'm from
0: Philadelphia. I'm going to go with Die Hard. Yeah. Very good. All right, which do you like better, Scrooge or the Grinch? I'll go Grinch. Okay, good. Which do you like better, clear lights or colored? Oh, clear. Okay. I'm a clear girl. Would you rather be
1: in a snowball fight or build a snowman? snowball fight all the way okay yeah I think you know we're famous here in Philadelphia we threw snowballs at Santa in our stadium one year yeah you look that up everybody google that that's that's a true story yes
0: good all right uh would you consider yourself a good gift wrapper or not
1: Ooh, um I can wrap gifts I don't sometimes have the attention span to do them properly but uh so I'm gonna go I'm somewhere in the middle probably
0: yeah. That's the same with me. I uh, yeah.
1: great. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Do you have an ugly Christmas sweater? Yes. What's your ugly Christmas sweater?
1: Well, it's actually, um, it has a, a reindeer on it and a big red nose in the middle. That's like a fluff ball. And then the antlers kind of go up the shoulder. So I have a Rudolph sweater is what I have. Nice. nice. Yes.
0: Yeah. Very good. Well, you did it. You answered all the questions. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks and, so much uh, for having me. <laughs> have a merry
1: merry christmas
0: yeah thank you for writing
1: such a fun movie uh (laughs) thank you for loving it i i really appreciate you're giving it a whole new life which i appreciate
0: yeah well we'll be looking forward to what you have coming up next thanks Uh, and uh we'll definitely have to keep in touch yeah and uh and do you have social media you want to share
1: uh well you can follow me on Instagram at wstewartwriter um and Twitter same and then uh being older you can also find me on Facebook which mm-hmm. is just wstewartscreenwriter you can find me there and you can follow and like my page and get updates there too
0: cool good yeah we unfortunately our Facebook was disabled taken down and we have not been able to contact them we've tried everything i've tried everything really? Really? so yeah nothing we i've gotten almost I, I talked to one person briefly but then nothing has come up of it it's been a nightmare so yeah don't go to our facebook
1: <laughs> but, yeah and, but, there's some, but, and literally there's some legit concerns about twitter right now too so who knows what's gonna all pan out with the who moment knows? we have the moment we have
0: twitter and instagram uh homework pod homework podcast check that out yeah. you can find me at racial's reviews all over the internet and yeah. uh And if people are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are listening or watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our Patreon group, which is so much fun. And we do watch alongs and I pretty much can guarantee there'll be a well-suited for Christmas watch along one of these days, which is really fun. And, uh, and then we also have our merch store, which is so much fun. We have lots of festive designs. As you said, we've got our own merch. Got your merch. (laughs) Pretty good. I love it. So check that out. And, uh, thanks so much, Wendy. This was a blast to get to meet you and I hope you have a very, very Merry Christmas.
1: You too. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for having
0: me. Bye everyone. Merry Christmas.